This week has been a wild week in the sports world. Monday night, we had Buffalo and Tennessee go back and forth, with Tennessee coming out of the win thanks to Derrick Henry's hat trick. Yesterday night, we had two wild MLB playoff games. The Dodgers won over the Atlanta Braves to now trail the series 2-1, to one, while the Houston Astros put on an onslaught in the final inning to win 9-2 over the Boston Red Sox, and now they are tied at 2-2. And finally, yesterday night was the return, the 75th anniversary of the NBA season. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets squared off with Milwaukee winning in front of their home crowd on ring night. And then the other matchup was the Golden State Warriors coming back to defeat the Los Angeles Lakers, led by LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and now new Laker, Russell Westbrook. Everyone, this is the Mock Draft. I'm Carlos Moctezuma. There's a lot to get into. I want to talk about a couple things going on right now in the NFL world, and then a key matchup that I want to talk about this Friday night in the NBA. So let's begin. This Sunday, we have the Kansas City Chiefs going to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. So as of now, we know the Kansas City Chiefs are 3-3, three and three, having lost to the Baltimore Ravens, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Buffalo Bills. They have already beaten the Cleveland Browns, they've already beaten the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington football team. This week, they go to Tennessee to take on Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. My concerns for the Kansas City Chiefs for this weekend is their defense, as always. This time, how will they stop Derrick Henry? That is a tall task at hand. If they cannot stop Derrick Henry, then expect Ryan Tannehill to have play action available for him where he can pick apart that defense. Now, I'm not sold on Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback. I believe the Titans, if they want to make it far, win a Super Bowl, make it to a Super Bowl, they will need an upgrade at quarterback. Ryan Tannehill will not lose you a football game, but he will not win you one either. Derrick Henry is going to win you football games. And so this is why Patrick Mahomes needs to be great in order for the Chiefs to not only win this game, not only to have a chance to win the division, but more importantly, to get a chance to at least make it to the playoffs and ensure themselves that they got a chance against any team. Because right now, they're not playing well at all. However, if they make the playoffs, I believe with one game on the line, one quarterback, I will take Patrick Mahomes over anyone. That includes Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Carson Wentz, and to a lesser extent, we could even throw in Joe Burrow or Derek Carr. Now, for the Kansas City Chiefs, they played well defensively last week. They needed something like that to boost their confidence, like, okay, maybe we can do something. However, 
you're going up against a Washington football team whose offense is not as good as people think. They're just finding their groove. They're going to be struggling all year, but it's still something for the Chiefs defense specifically to get some confidence heading into the next few weeks, heading into this season to see what they can do on the defensive side of the football. Again, I will take Patrick Mahomes over any other quarterback in the AFC. But if we're talking as a complete team, I am not taking Kansas City over Buffalo. I will not take Kansas City over Baltimore. And I will not take Kansas City over the Los Angeles Chargers. And to a lesser extent, I will not take them over the Indianapolis Colts. And so those are four teams that I believe can beat the Chiefs in a playoff game if that defense does not improve. And so they have a tall task at hand. How will they slow down Derrick Henry? To be honest, I don't have that answer because no one can stop Derrick Henry. He is that good of a running back. He is the best running back in football. Like, I don't know what else to say. After what I saw on Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills, running for 143 yards, getting three touchdowns, it's almost absurd to think that someone can slow this man down. So let me tell you what am I expecting in this game. And I will also tell you the stats for both teams offensively and defensively. So in the Kansas City Chiefs, they are currently ranked number 27th on the run defense. They are ranked 26th against the pass defense. And they are 28th in total defense. Let's take a look at the Titans offense. They are ranked they are ranked third in running the football. They are ranked 22nd passing the football. And they are ranked number 11 overall in total offense. But let's switch it over this time with both teams. Kansas City is number two overall in offense. While the Tennessee Titans are 24th total defense. So what do you expect in this game? High scoring. A lot of yards. I expect Patrick Mahomes to be phenomenal. I expect Ryan Tannehill to actually play very well. I don't think he'll throw for more yards. I don't think he'll throw for more touchdowns. But I believe he will play a key role in at least helping the Tennessee Titans win this game. I believe Derrick Henry will do more of the damage to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Ryan Tannehill will be asked to close it out. Can he do it? You better believe he can. However, it's only in Tennessee. It's a regular season game. If this was the playoffs, I don't expect Ryan Tannehill to do much. But because this is a regular season game, because this game is in Tennessee, and because the Kansas City Chiefs are still finding themselves defensively, I believe this is a game made for Ryan Tannehill. I believe he will play well. He can win this game. If this was a playoff game, I don't see it happening. And therefore... My prediction for this game is this. I believe the Kansas City Chiefs will find a way to win this game thanks to Patrick Mahomes 35-31. I'm expecting Derrick Henry to at least put up 140 yards rushing the football. I believe he's going to bulldoze that Kansas City defense. They will have no answer for him. The only way Kansas City wins this game is if Ryan Tannehill throws the football away. That's the only way I see Kansas City winning this game. I believe they will force him into turnovers. I believe he'll at least throw one interception. He may have one fumble, but 
Kansas City will have to do that in order to win this game, and I believe they will. If they don't force any turnovers, it could be a long day for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's why I believe they will win this game. It'll be close, but they'll find a way. It will not be pretty. Patrick Mahomes cannot play hero ball, though. He cannot throw the football too much. They need to establish the run to help him with the play action. Because if they're not going to run the football, what it does for Tennessee's defense is that they will know, okay, he's just going to throw, and it makes it easier for the defense to cover the receivers. And more importantly, it helps the pass rushers of Tennessee to come after Patrick Mahomes. They can sack him. They can hit him. That is something you do not want your star quarterback to endure. So they need to establish the run early and consistently. Even if you're only getting one or two yards, run the football and you will be fine. And therefore, that's what I believe is the key for the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. They will win 35-31 to and they will go on to be 4-3 and heading into the following week. Now let's take a look at the next football game that caught my eye. The Cincinnati Bengals, led by Joe Burrow, go to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. The Cincinnati Bengals, 4-2. The Baltimore Ravens, 5-1. So let's talk about the Bengals for a moment. Right now, they are 4-2 with wins over the Vikings, the Steelers, the Jaguars, and the Lions, with losses coming to the Bears and the Packers. So they are 2-2. Two against the NFC North and they've only played two AFC teams one of them being their rivals the Pittsburgh Steelers now the Pittsburgh Steelers they're not as good as people thought they would be they're really struggling right now Big Ben is just not the same but still for the Bengals team a young Bengals team to go into Pittsburgh to beat an experienced Pittsburgh team in Pittsburgh is something you can hang your hat off and give them okay that's good let's see what you're made of so they have wins over the Vikings in overtime. They beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. You beat the Jaguars. Well, the Jaguars aren't very good. You struggled at that, but you found a way to win an ugly game. You went to overtime with the Green Bay Packers. Had it not been for your field goal kicker, you could have won that game easily. And then just last week, you defeated the Detroit Lions, albeit they're winless, but you took care of business. You did not let them hang around. You took over that game from start to finish and never looked back. So what do I expect in this game? They will now head to Baltimore and try to do what nobody has done since week one. Slow down the Ravens and beat the Ravens, especially in Baltimore. How will they contain Lamar Jackson? They won't. They just simply won't. This game is going to be not nothing like last week what the Ravens did to the Chargers but I think the Ravens will either pull away in the final quarter or the Bengals will just play catch up I don't see this as a competitive game I think it'll be very interesting I just think the Bengals at least need a year or two to get to where they want to get to right now they're four and two I give them credit they're playing well but they are nowhere near in a class with the Baltimore Ravens. How Baltimore is playing offensively and defensively. And what I saw from Lamar Jackson just two weeks ago on Monday Night Football 
was second to none. That may have been the greatest football game Lamar Jackson has played. People always doubt Lamar Jackson for not being able to throw the football. You want to know my thoughts are on that? I don't care. He doesn't need to throw the football that many times. If he can win you the football games, even if he throws for a little bit, that's all that matters. It's about wins and losses, not about yards, how you throw the football. Lamar Jackson can go 10 for 15 for 100 yards. If they find a way to win the game, you have to give them credit. And so I believe the Ravens are going to steamroll the Bengals to start off the game. The Bengals will not find a way to come back. This is going to be a nightmare game for Joe Burrow. Because we saw what the Ravens defense did to Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And honestly, I did not see that one coming because I believe Justin Herbert is one of the best young quarterbacks we have today. And for what the Ravens did to him after allowing Carson Wentz to have a career high that previous week shows me that the Ravens will not play games. They do not want to take opponents lightly because when the Ravens took on the Colts on Monday Night Football, the Colts were 1-4 going to Baltimore and people thought that the Ravens were going to steamroll them. Ravens took them for granted and the Colts played a heck of a game. It took every bit of Lamar Jackson to win that game. Then just this Sunday happened. The Ravens took on a 4-1 Chargers team, which I thought would be a much closer game. I thought it would be a more interesting game. I thought Justin Herbert would at least find a way to make things interesting. And what did the Ravens defense do? They stymied him. They pummeled him. They made him very uncomfortable. And it was... Something I did not see coming. For the Baltimore Ravens to beat a Chargers team 34 to 6. I, I just don't know what else to say. It it truly was a very interesting blowout to say the least. It's one thing to get blown out. It's another thing entirely when you blowing out a team that is very very good and that is what the Ravens did to this team Justin Herbert was horrible that day only completing 22 of 39 passes for 195 yards through a touchdown but also through an interception he was nowhere near good Lamar Jackson 19 of 27 167 yards you could say oh he didn't play better than Justin Herbert in terms of yards completions it doesn't matter you know why because he got the win. And the plays that he makes is what really helps a team win. You could throw for a lot of yards. But are, are they meaningful yards? That's what it comes down to. Right now, people have the Baltimore Ravens as the Super Bowl favorite. I have them as the co-favorite. Right now, I have them and the Buffalo Bills as the co-favorites to win the AFC. I have the Chiefs at number three. Because I don't know what to expect from the defense, but we will see as the season progresses. But as of now, the co-favorites are the Ravens and the Bills, 1-2. We will see what happens down the line. Moving forward, will the Ravens continue to play well? 
how will their playoff success be? They won a playoff game last year. Lamar's first playoff win was at Tennessee, the team he lost to two years ago in the divisional round after having home field. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what they will do. Now, the Ravens are very lucky they don't play Buffalo this year in the regular season. They won't be able to play Buffalo until the playoffs if they meet. I think Buffalo is a more complete team than the Ravens. But I will take Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen. Now, that's not saying I don't trust Josh Allen. This is more about I think Lamar Jackson will make more plays. Not only can he run the football well, but he is really, really improving on his passing. If the Ravens and the Bills have a close game, if they were to meet, I will take Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen because I believe Josh Allen will not make as much plays as Lamar Jackson will. Not saying Josh Allen can't make plays. I think he will make plays, but I think Lamar Jackson will make more plays. He'll make the play. We will see what happens. In terms of this game on Sunday, here's what I want to see from the Bengals. I don't expect them to win, but I want to see how they play the Ravens. If they can keep this game close, we will see if they're for real. If they lose by three points, last second field goal, last second touchdown, you can say, you know what? This team is good. They have a bright future. If you get blown out, then it's like you're not ready to take the next step against these elite teams. If they were to make a comeback, whether they win or lose, we can say, okay, they have the capabilities of being a good team. Let's see how they do moving forward. So it'll be very interesting to see what Cincinnati does. I'm expecting Baltimore to win this 30-20. to 20. I don't think it will be as close as people think. This will either be... Lamar Jackson running all over the Cincinnati Bengals, or this will be Lamar Jackson finding a way to pull away from Cincinnati. I think Joe Burrow will make plays, but it won't be enough. He is no Lamar Jackson. And after what you saw, what the defense of the Ravens did to Justin Herbert, they can replicate that to Joe Burrow. I'm not saying it will happen, but they can do it. So... I believe this is going to be a very interesting game, to say the least. This game will also determine how both teams go moving forward, more so the Cincinnati Bengals than the Baltimore Ravens, because I know what I'm going to get from Baltimore, even if they lose this game. They're still going to make the playoffs. They're still going to win a division. And now that Baker Mayfield is hurt for who knows how long he'll be gone for the Cleveland Browns, I believe Cleveland's going to start uh, falling down the standings. So this is Cincinnati's big opportunity to take advantage of an injured Browns team and a very old Pittsburgh team to make a statement to see if they can compete with the Baltimore Ravens, not just as a team, but in terms of division, if they are serious about making the playoffs this year. Now let's talk about the NBA season being back. We had... Two great games last night. We had the Milwaukee Bucks winning in front of their home crowd against the Brooklyn Nets. It was not close. Milwaukee, from start to finish, dominated this game. Giannis didn't play great, but he still put up 32 points, and that's what matters. He had a supporting cast come to play. 
Drew Holiday, he got hurt. We don't know how long he'll be gone, but it didn't matter because the Nets had no answer for the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee was dominant on the glass, out-rebounding the Nets. Giannis, again, 32 points. Chris Middleton, not a great game. 20 points, but it didn't matter. He played well. Grayson Allen gave them 10 points. Pat Connerton gave them 20 points off the bench, going 4 for 9 from 3. It, I, I just don't know what else to say about this team. Th this Milwaukee Bucks team, because they have so much continuity with one another, they've been there for so long, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. Now, can they win the East again? That remains to be seen. I would like for them to win the East again because I like Giannis a lot. But we will see. It all depends on these Brooklyn Nets. And so the game that I really want to talk about is the Brooklyn Nets at the Philadelphia 76ers. Both teams have had a very strange and bizarre offseason. So you know with Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving refuses to get the vaccine. Now, I have no issue with people not getting the vaccine. That's their own opinions. But in the case of Kyrie Irving, you play for the Brooklyn Nets. The city of New York has mandated that professional athletes on local teams be vaccinated to not only practice, but also play in the public venue. And so Kyrie refuses to get the vaccine. Again, I got no issue with it, but it comes with a consequence. And so what the Nets did was this. They don't want him playing part-time. So rather than having Kyrie only play road games, so he could have played last night, but he can't play in Brooklyn. He can play at Philadelphia, but he can't play in Brooklyn. So rather than having Kyrie only for the road games, the Nets decided that they will not let him practice nor play until he is a full participant, fully vaccinated. And in order for this to happen, the owner, the GMs, everyone in the front office had to speak with not only Steve Nash about this, but they also had to speak to their best players, Kevin Durant and James Harden about this, to which it seems like both of them approved that they are okay with this. Kevin Durant just wants to play basketball, everyone. Let's just be real. He wants to play basketball, and he wants to find a way to win games with whoever is available. Kyrie and Kevin Durant are best friends. This was Kyrie's idea to come to Brooklyn to begin with. Kevin Durant didn't know where to go at first. He just wanted to leave Golden State. Kyrie said, let's go to Brooklyn. And now Kyrie is backstabbing Kevin Durant. He's not showing up. When he needs him most. They got James Harden to come to Brooklyn. From Houston in a trade. And recently James Harden has said. I have yet to test free agency. So if this continues. And the Brooklyn Nets. Not only don't win a championship this year. But also have. A split locker room. Because of Kyrie Irving. Don't be surprised if James Harden leaves. And what team could he end up going to? You ready for this one, everyone? Don't be surprised if he goes to the Philadelphia 76ers, who are also having problems right now. Their star point guard, Ben Simmons, 
flamed out in the second round of the playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks. My Atlanta Hawks, by the way. Shoutouts to Ice Trey, Trey Young. We play tomorrow night. Should be interesting. Um, so, yeah, Ben Simmons flamed out against the Atlanta Hawks because he could not make the free throws. And the issue that everyone has had with Ben Simmons is he plays everything in basketball great except for jump shots and free throw shooting. They have specifically asked him to improve those shots, improve his shooting. Now, it's one thing if you are practicing and trying to improve, but you just can't do it. It's another thing when you're avoiding it. And that's what it seems like. Ben Simmons is avoiding his free throws and his jump shots. And so after losing 4-3 to the Atlanta Hawks last year in the playoffs, Doc Rivers was asked how does he feel about Ben Simmons being his point guard for a championship caliber team, to which Doc didn't respond well to the question. He said he did not know. Joel Embiid was already out on Ben Simmons by saying, I don't know how someone could just be open for a layup and decide to pass the ball. It's one thing when the fans are ripping a player for what they are not doing. It's entirely different when your own coach and teammates, especially a star teammate, say that about you especially in front of the media. Now, I personally think they should have handled this behind closed doors. If Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid had said this to Ben Simmons inside the locker room where nobody would hear about this, like the media, I don't think it would be as bad. I think Ben Simmons could have handled it a little bit better. Or who knows, it could have been the same thing, but at least it should have been behind closed doors. The fact that this was in an interview after their loss in Game 7, where they said they don't know about Ben Simmons, that broke Ben Simmons. It broke his trust with the organization that drafted him. It broke his trust with a head coach who I believe is a Hall of Fame head coach. It broke the trust of his teammate who is considered the best center in all of basketball. So Ben Simmons has demanded to be traded. He has not answered any phone calls in regards to the Philadelphia 76ers. His teammates, including Joel Embiid, have tried to reach out to Ben by saying, let's meet up, let's try to talk this over, and Ben has refused to speak with anybody. Ben Simmons has said, trade me anywhere. I just don't want to be in Philadelphia. Right now, it's becoming harder and harder to trade Ben Simmons. Just recently yesterday, Ben Simmons was at practice in sweatpants and he had his cell phone in his pocket. Now, if you're going to show up to practice in sweatpants, all right, whatever. If you're going to have your phone in practice, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I know people that have practice that have their phone, but I just think it's a bad luck for a professional team. And so Ben Simmons was kicked out of practice yesterday because Doc Rivers asked him to do a defensive drill. He refused. Doc would ask him again, let's try it again. Let's do another defensive drill. Ben would refuse to the point where Doc Rivers said, you know what? Just get out of here. 
kicked them out of practice. And after they kicked them out, the Sixers team grouped together in a huddle. I'm not sure what they discussed, but they're probably saying, let's not let this distract us moving forward because we have a regular season to prepare for. We have championship aspirations. The Sixers believe they can beat anybody in the East and in the West. They still have Joel Embiid. They have a complete team. They believe they can beat the Nets. They believe they can beat the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. But they also know like they cannot let this distraction bother them because it will come back to bite them. Now, Ben Simmons' trade value is dropping and dropping, not because of his talent, but because of the distraction that he is causing right now. Teams are going to start wondering, okay, is he capable of doing this to us the way he's doing the Philadelphia 76ers, being a no-show, not responding to phone calls, text messages, emails? How will he fare with teammates, coaches? And another thing is this. What team is willing to give up pieces to get Ben Simmons? Because let's be clear. You can't just trade away Ben Simmons for nothing. You need to give up pieces. Ben Simmons is a superstar. Again, he has no jump shot. He can't do free throws. But apart from that, he can rebound the ball. He can run the offense. He can pass the ball. He can defend at an elite level. That's Ben Simmons for you guys. People always forget this. Like People want to focus on the bad of a player rather than appreciate the goods that they have. I appreciate what Ben Simmons does for this game of basketball. I understand like those are his struggles, but that's on him. Like if he wants to improve them, he will improve them. If he doesn't, okay. But at least build him some confidence. Have him excel at what he does best. There's a reason why the Sixers these past few years with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have been one of the top teams in the East. Because of Ben Simmons' playmaking abilities and defensive prowess, along with Joel Embiid's dominance as an offensive juggernaut as the center. So, I believe it's not going to end well for the Sixers. They have to get rid of uh, Ben Simmons. They got to trade him. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they got to trade him. Now, someone did say that if I'm the Sixers, I would sit Ben out for the entire year. See what Brooklyn does. And see if they can trade James Harden for Ben Simmons straight up. I think that's a terrible trade because that's more of a win for the Sixers than the Nets. It's a win for Ben Simmons because he's out of Philly. It's a win for the Sixers because they get a much better, more complete player in James Harden who can run the offense. After all, James Harden has a history with Daryl Morey, who was his GM in Houston. And Daryl Morey will do anything to make Trades happen to sign players for James Harden, and he can also do it for Joel Embiid. There was a reason why James Harden in Houston was always competing for championship. He has been to the Western Conference Finals a few times. He's been to a Western Conference Semifinals. He has been there and done that. He is phenomenal. Daryl Morey will do anything to get his hands on James Harden and to make sure that they can compete at an elite level and make sure they're always competing for championships. But if I'm the Sixers, you got to be careful with those trades. But I would definitely sit out Ben if you can't find a way to trade him anytime soon because it's just going to cause more distractions. 
pay the man whatever you got to pay him to sit out as long as it's not distracting you guys from what you're trying to achieve if he doesn't want to play with you guys don't force him to play with you let him do him you guys do you and then we will figure out what to do if you have to trade him through the trade deadline that's fine you guys will figure that out and so it leads me to this both the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers will be having distractions this year for different reasons, for different players. Both teams were expected to play each other last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Philadelphia 76ers finished as the number one seed last season, while the Brooklyn Nets finished number two. Both teams lost Game 7s in their home court to the Atlanta Hawks. And the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, this year, we're going to see what both teams are made of. I trust Brooklyn more than I trust Philadelphia. Simply because they got the better player in Kevin Durant. They got a better point guard in Kyrie Irving, even though he's gone. And they got a better shooter than James Harden. Now, the Sixers have a more complete team. But the Nets will always have... Three players better than what the Sixers have. But as of now, they only got two players better than the Sixers. Kevin Durant and James Harden are better than Joel Embiid. But the role players in the Philadelphia 76ers are better than the role players for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, the Brooklyn Nets did get Patty Mills. That's a huge upgrade for them. They got LaMarcus Aldridge out of retirement, so that's good. They got Paul Millsap from Denver. So this team will be better. But the Sixers still have the better role players with Tobias Harris and company. So this Friday, what do I expect? I'm expecting the Brooklyn Nets to finding a way to win this game in Philadelphia. I believe Kevin Durant is going to go off. I don't think he's going to struggle shooting the ball the way he did against Milwaukee yesterday night. I believe James Harden will play a much better game. Joel Embiid, we'll see what happens tonight when he plays the New Orleans Pelicans. But he's going to dominate against the Brooklyn Nets inside the way Milwaukee did. Joel Embiid may possibly out-rebound the Brooklyn Nets on the glass. Well, will it be enough to beat the Brooklyn Nets? I think Brooklyn wins this game. 113-101. It will be close, but Kevin Durant will say, no way, not here. We're not going down 0-2. We are going to find a way to win this game. And I believe this will also determine how both teams move forward as well. I know it's just the second game for the Nets and the Sixers. But I believe this game will determine who's the better team and more importantly, who will be winning this division. And there you have it for the mock draft. Stick around next week. We'll be back for more updates on the basketball world. I'll probably give you a new thing to talk about. I'll have a ranking for NBA playoffs and I might start the NFL rankings as well. The top five teams in the NFL along with the top 10 teams in basketball. So stick by, come back next week, and I'll see you all on the mock draft.